Yeah, I knew that was coming, but yeah, very well. Very well delivered. Yeah. Dennis, happy hour evening to you, my friend. It is. It's a happy hour. It's a big day in my COVID life. Did you, you may notice that I'm exercising my right arm periodically. Oh, I thought you were just asking a question. Asking a question like a school child. Telling you where the sky is. Dennis, where's the ceiling? Oh, there it is up there. I see. Asking who farted. <laughs> Did you have a needle stuck in your arm today? I got a shot in my arm. Nice. And as it turns out, when it rained, it poured. I had two, I have two scheduled vaccinations suddenly. One which got moved from yesterday to Saturday, which is still on the calendar. True. And then, surprise to surprise, the health department of Kalamazoo kind of called me and said, hey, we're ready for you to get your shot. I said, when? She said, you available tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah, she's between three and we got openings between three and uh, three and seven o'clock. So I take the first one, of course. I'm not going to. Sure. If I waited for the second one, they could say, oh, we're out again. Right. So I went and it was like a military operation. It was amazing. Nice. Perfectly executed, no errors whatsoever, competent, friendly people, delivering it to just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in, in, in uh, like a civic center type, uh, old style, like a state fair building. Right, right. You know, concrete floors or whatnot, but the, they have big events in there. And uh, so it was interesting. Yeah. So here I am. I'm a little, I'm a little light on the happy hours to, to, to mention to you because I really need to pay attention to what's going on here. But that's not to say that I've eliminated happy hour altogether. I am drinking a uh, canned point amber, simply named amber lager. Just exquisite. Very good. Very good. I'm so happy to hear that. I'm so pessimistic about when it will be available to us here because some, I don't know, like I think some super at risk elderly folks are able to get it here, but not, yeah. it's just not as prevalent. Because the U.S. just put a billion toward, or several billion, I think, toward international COVID distribution. We're back in the international game again, much to the delight of all of our partners around the world who were laughing to his face or behind his back with who Biden calls now that that other guy. <laughs> nice. What a great. That's all. The, yeah. Or the former guy. And that's exactly the solution to yes. that person that we're referring to has always been to not name the beast and yeah. to just say, yeah, there's that Don't guy. Yeah. Because as every time that we say his name, he grows more powerful or he grew more powerful. So yes, that is great. I hope on the one side, I hope the U S is the U S is the United States and international help is going to countries that need it more than Spain. But on the other hand, we apparently haven't bought enough of the virus or whatever. So I don't know. It's unclear to me as to how all that works. I think it's been, in fact, I think it's unclear to a lot of, a lot of people, including people who run countries, but what a, an exquisite atmospheric change with a competent, meaningful government that is able to deal with policy issues and run the business of the United States with a degree of decorum and an astounding decorum. What is uh, that? Refreshing fucking, uh, you know, condolence for the dead. Yeah. and concern for families that you know is so heartfelt. Biden is... If nothing, Biden, in, it, it's his biggest strength and his biggest weakness, I think, is his empathy. Like, Why is it a weakness? Why is uh, it his biggest weakness? Empathy is important, but if you empathize too much, because em empathy means that you are feeling what they are feeling. Yes. And if you are with someone that is super sad and you get as sad as they are, you're unable to help them because you need to have so that's over over uh you you can be over empathetic to the point where if you see you know something, something tragic compassionate ah. is the alternative where you see that they're suffering you are aware of their suffering and you but rather than feel it yourself you go and act do some action that can actually help them. i would argue that the base beginning point of compassion is in fact a proper dose of empathy correct correct but it's empathy that is that is controlled so you don't it actually totally... is the driver right empathy driven compassion there you go as e edc to... that's our new slogan that would be an acronym not a slogan <laughs> hmm. well, well we'll we'll have to we'll have to throw this up on the whiteboard and work on it some more yes I... our whiteboard is crowded right now with projects i don't even 
I don't even know where to begin. Well, speaking of which, this is the first episode where we actually have like some prepared material that I wrote down. Oh, because you, you got the list have been sending me articles and things, which I'm sure you have mostly forgotten what they are. We'll see. As soon as I mention them, you will you will recall them. But we'll, all right, that may not be true. First one is an article that you sent me, headlined "Alaska Woman Using Outhouse Attacked by a Bear, Comma From Below." Yes. So imagine you're in Alaska, and I look. I sent you the. I sent you the, the link the map to the map. where this is. Yes. They showed you where it was. It's north of Anchorage, so it's an area I'm familiar with, and it doesn't take long anywhere you drive out of Anchorage. You're only going to drive north for the most part, of course, but you're out of you're out of city very quickly. And if you take a turn here or there, you're in the middle of nowhere where this is. But imagine her surprise when she sits down on the toilet and is bitten and screams and runs and is sure that it was a squirrel. Or I don't know that she mentioned a mouse, but she thought it was a smaller animal. And when her she ran with her husband, and it, she wasn't particularly hurt, I guess. But when she ran with her husband and they went out to the outhouse, a bear stuck his nose through the fucking <laughs> through the toilet hole. Okay, so the other he had been bitten by a bear who probably hit her with the right. very tips of his teeth. Okay, so let's look at this from the other perspective. You've chosen a nice little hole for your hibernation for the winter, and you're in there with your you're the mama bear, and you've got your bear cubs in there, and suddenly human shit is raining down upon you. What do you do? Well, there's an old saying that applies here. <laughs> Don't bite the ass that feeds you. I don't know about feeding. Uh, does it... The feeding, they, they made the house available for the bear. So that's well, a manner of speaking. In that case, yeah, it's not a nice way to treat any pet, though. Like, hey. It's not a pet. It's feeding a pet. time. It's a guest. Not well, a pet. Guest. I, but unnoticed and, yeah, anyway. He, so did you see about the dude who took advantage of the liberal zoning laws and got himself a pet? and turned his front path of his front porch area into a lagoon because his pet is a 12-foot fucking alligator. You may have mentioned this before, but yeah, it's a, or I've seen it somewhere, yes. That... So, we're, so name me another pet that you can't actually pet that someone would actually have. Can you pet a goldfish? Sure, I do all the time. It kills them because they're out of the water to do it, but yeah, you can do it. Then you just eat them, swallow them live, right? Or half live. Can you pet a poisonous? Goldfish was a good answer, though. Goldfish was a good answer. Not poisonous, venomous, a super venomous snake. That's your pet. Yeah. Interesting. You've come up with a couple, so it's obviously. What, I mean, I could go on. The, uh, I'm sure you could. Now that now that it's obvious to me that what? it was a pretty stupid question. <laughs> It wasn't likely to stump you after all. <laughs> well, still early in the night. Yeah, so that was one of the articles that you sent me. You also sent me this guy that does percussive acoustic guitar. It's this Polish teenager who you sent me an article where he was playing uh, Led Zeppelin. But I since have explored his Instagram, which will be in the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 099. And it's just a different, like he's on well, a plane it, by the, himself. The, the percussion aspects of it, since you've seen it now, probably, I looked at it a couple of times. I don't know about you, but I have, yeah. it's, it, you must assume that every sound that you hear is the sound he's making. That's Otherwise, the, it would be a sham. Yes. So with that in mind, the, the, the question is, how the fuck does he make some of those sounds? There's one repetitious sound that I could never see his hands, if I probably, if, maybe I could slow-mo it and, and, and see a little bit better, but I didn't know how he was making the sound. His, his hand appeared, appeared to be off the guitar. I mean, his right hand is just all the time like beating on the guitar or clicking with fingernails or whatever. And as, as we saw in, in some of his other videos, he's capable of playing the guitar with only one hand. Like, yeah, there's an odd, odd one of him brushing his teeth playing yeah, the guitar, yeah, where he, which, which is such which a great, was, which wasn't attractive to me, by the way. But. No, but it's like the ventriloquist drinking a glass of water. No, look, it's not. It's look, look like, what I can do. It'd be like if he had a two-handed puppet. <laughs> if you're going to use the analogy of a ventriloquist, okay. he'd have to have a puppet on his guitar hand for that to be the case, in my in my view. Okay, I guess we will discard that analogy. Let's but, throw that up on the whiteboard right now and dig into it a little. And erase bit. it. <laughs> Immediately. 
<laughs> Let's write that on the whiteboard so that we can erase it. So that, yeah, you sent me one that was, was the same kid, but you didn't send me another kid too? I don't think so. It was just the one kid. But yeah, he, and he's got his whole like branding shit worked out well. Like he is doing, I'm sure he's on TikTok and Instagram and all the important places where a young person needs to be and repping his merch and a lot. And some of the videos were like, thank you to this guitar company for giving me this guitar so that I could perform this video. Yeah. Like he's doing the business. So um, like what we're doing. Yeah. Free I mean, beer, free scotch. Yes, all of our scotch has been provided for us by our sponsors who, for some reason, we're not allowed to name. Scottish man who yeah. lives near the ocean somewhere. Yeah. He's got a little radio, a little radio band. I just, yeah. I just w wish his kilt would be a little bit longer. It's like that whole mini kilt thing is uh, not, not. Oh, you're lying about that. You like that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Going down the list here. We got another one. We have three lessons from the implosion of the Lincoln Project. Oh. So apparently the leader of the Lincoln Project turns out to not be a good person. Right. Let you restore young boys. Yes. A Kevin Spacey-esque yes. character. And, yes, exactly. And less more verbal from what I yeah, it, read it, rather it than seemed, Spacey late trying to lay down with the kid or whatever. And yeah, this was all like texts. Hey, I could get you a, a good political appointment if you would chat with me or sex with me or right, I don't even something. I don't even think there was any sort of uh, hey, let's meet up in a hotel room sort of thing. It was just creepiness. Chatty. Which masturbatory. Yeah. And I don't know how yes, that's creepy, and yes, it should come out that, that he's creepy. But on the spectrum of what we can cancel people for, you've got Weinstein and Cosby on the far end, and you've got... To say the least. And then you've got your Spacey and your Louis C.K. is in there in the not raping people, but being really horrible. And Gross. then you've got the this Lincoln Project dude whose name I don't even know. And like your, and Al, the, your Al Franken's uh, and you know those yeah, people that, that are like... Well, Al Franken on. in hindsight was like... He didn't need to resign over that. Yeah, That's, please. As it turns out, hey, the big uh, the big news for us never Trumpers are is that the, the Supreme Court, who he selected, who's been disloyal, they're so disloyal to me, said no, you got to give up your taxes, and all of the material that those taxes are based on. And yes, uh, God, what you can back the truck up to our to our, our office building, and we'll just take a look at it. This is the interesting thing about all that that I don't know if folks appreciate that. There was this article in the New York Times that begat a documentary on Trump's tax returns because investigative reporters, in fact, found enough tax returns to be able to make some very clear discoveries and to put a lot of it together. Now, this investigation from the Cy Vance from the district attorney in Southern District of New York. He has been studying stuff for three years, including but not limited to the New York Times piece. He only needs the true, the documents to prove the case, not to analyze it. He already knows, he already knows right where to go in these documents. He knows what to look for. He knows because it's already been discovered. And so that means that there could be a quick uh, indictment, which would be fascinating because it wouldn't come from a, a federal agency at all. It's the Department of Justice. U.S. attorney, but it's not coming from uh, it's not coming from the attorney general, but it's coming from it. Maybe I guess it is. What, what, what an amazing, if they released all that information that you were saying he needs to back a truck up to, to show. God, what a what an I told you so liberal orgasm yeah. that would be. It, you can make a sure bet it's not going to be in his library, which is, as I mentioned, a, a six-story foot statue of himself with an elevator up one leg that goes up in an elevator and the other leg that goes down and you just see movies up and down. There's just no right, print right up there in his crotch. You get to the crotch. You can walk over and get on the elevator and go down. There's probably a little tiny, when you get off at his crotch and you can turn right to get to the elevator that goes down, there's this little tiny little room that when you open the door, there's nothing in it and it smells like it's shriveled and unused room. Right. Dusty. And, then you get his, and when you get up to his eyeballs, you look out and, and you can't see much because it's in a bad neighborhood because nobody would have them. And what it looks toward with those Empire State Building binoculars that are worked right into the concrete for observation decks, it only points you so you can see one of the Trump Towers. That's it. That's, it. That's his memorial. 
what if you look what if you try and look at his eyes and it's like a it's like a crazy mirror that like makes you look super thin <laughs> if you're fat and if you're thin maybe it makes you look chubbier i don't know well he wouldn't know the aforementioned unnameable oh, person hey hey so i got i got a new television event for you there's a book that i read recently that i picked up in one of our neighborhood libraries we have every six or seven blocks somebody has put up a little international borrowed book library in a little hut that's about the size of a large cooler up on a stand and you open the door and there's two shelves full of books so yep. you go in you take a walk you take one out to take it home whatever and i found one called bear town and i mentioned it to you i believe and i really liked it and it was a very realistic blue collar type that's uh, the hockey one yes so much to my surprise and joy i found out since the last time we spoke that it's a series huh. it's a limited series called bear town and so i thought i'm going to be on the lookout for that i can't wait that's great because your honor as sucky as it was at least gave me something to do that's over right and then the other one that we were 30 coins that i reported on that ended in a crescendo it ended up to be really because i do that kind of thing it ended up to be really interesting it was fascinating you but put yeah, I, coins, I remember put all the coins in the vending machine and then the thing doesn't come all the way down at the end. <laughs> You're like, damn it. <laughs> oh, you should have been a screenwriter. That's exactly what they should have done. But it's, and I say for you, it's worth seeing, but you probably won't. But those are done. And so Bear Town, all right, let's look for Bear Town. Because I currently don't have anything. Although we did go, we started, I started Wait, with the new poem. I went, I, I did episode one with the new poem. Is Bear Town isn't about some bears that they like hibernate and then like people shit on them, is it? No, that's a, that's a different story. Huh, okay. I vaguely remember talking about that one episode. Anyway, some, some time ago. Yeah, cool. So this is this. So the Bear Town. I, and last night, I I go to HBO and it's on season one, episode one. So one day I see that they're gonna show it, and then two days later they're actually showing it when I don't have anything to do. Nice. And I watched it, and it's in Swedish. Yeah. Which Swedish. And so much like 30 coins, I like it because it helps with my hard of hearing. So I can actually understand every single thing everybody says. Huh. Well, I, can, I know what they're saying. You know, you and can put some, the English stuff too, right? It's, I didn't have to do captioning. It's subtitles in the movie. Yeah. What would be interesting is that if I did captioning, which I've got the option, anytime they spoke in English, which they do, right? it would have trans, it would have shown it. But yeah. they don't go over the top. It knows enough not to go over the top of, or it doesn't know enough to translate. That's probably a better way to put it. Nice. Yeah. So speaking of HBO, as again, with this vacuous hole left in our lives from your honor, gracefully departing into the night, Yeah. or not so gracefully, I have taken up your suggestion and have started watching The Young Pope. The Young Pope, yes. And, that's what I started over again. Oh, that's what you said. Okay. After you wrote me. I said because, Pope. I meant Young Pope. Holy fuck, yeah. what an opening dream sequence. It's just yeah. glorious. Yeah. Like you have to a lot of times the best episode of any TV series is the pilot because it has to be so perfect to hook the audience to have them come back. And that's there are many shows where that is the case. And man, that opening thing where you're not sure what the hell is real and what are we dreaming and is this pope really telling everyone that we need to forget about God and masturbate more and and just have more abortions and he did say to forget about God. He well, said, don't take don't take God so seriously. Right. Yeah. And the the opening five seconds where well, he's the, crawling out from a big pile of dead babies. What made you think they were dead? Well, I mean, there was one that was sort of blinking, but well, he it felt out it felt baby. it felt very. Uh, Potential. Anti-abortion is what it felt. I wasn't quite sure about that. I did believe at first that they were dead babies, but the thing that threw me off, which that was not my first thought, because what struck me was that in that clip, as he starts crawling toward the, the door to get out of the room that he's in, which has either dead and or sleeping babies, he is himself a baby. Because he's the crawling. The sequence begins with him as a crawling baby, and then he <laughs> turns into... The Pope. But here's the thing that, that that is that you may recall is that in the dream sequence that that went into some 
depth after he crawled out of the yes. room with the babies, he had a moment where he woke up. And when he woke up, it was bizarre. And he went to the bathroom mirror and brushed his teeth. And then he was naked in front of his wardrobe. And then he suddenly was clothed and he was walking out to give his first address. That's how I so, start my mornings. Me too. Standing naked in front of my wardrobe, trying to decide which of my multicolored robes I want to wear for the day. But because he'd already woken up, you were fooled once again to believe right. that he was awake, only to know that it was one of those weird dreams, which I've had. With people oh, hell yes. Where you're dreaming that you're dreaming. And in your dream, you dream that you wake up and, and still you're still dreaming. That's really scary. I had one the other night where I was so fucking tired that in my dream, I was like, I got have to go to bed. And I climbed into bed in my dream. <laughs> Did that's you how to go to bed? No, I, I, I did. In your but dream, you went to bed? In my dream, I went to bed because <laughs> I was that fucking tired. So, yeah. Anyway, it, it's a very evocative series so far. The character development is pretty good. The man, Jude Law, as we saw in the third day, he's a good looking guy on a close up. Like his. You ain't seen nothing yet. He, he looks. Uh, you ain't seen nothing. When his yet. face is Here's filling the, the screen. It's this, this series is so visually tantalizing and provocative. Well, and as it moves on, as from prior episode, at least one instance of what I'm about to say is that dancing plays a role because the prime minister of Greenland comes to visit the Pope ah, and it has I, a I whole sequence in it at the end about her dancing. And what we spoke about was this apparently well-known fact that people in Greenland are, they hear music, they're going to dance. And it's not unusual to be anywhere in Greenland, apparently, when somebody's playing some music somewhere and people just end up dancing. Maybe they're dancing in the aisles at a supermarket or dancing while they're standing in line to, to pick up their prescription or, you know. Or That's what I do. Yeah, I dance a little bit more after I pick it up, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm like three episodes in now. And there's only nine or so in the first season. I don't know how many seasons there are. I forgot to, to double check uh, on that. There's but. only one. Okay. There's only that's, one. That's sad. But yeah, and, I'm looking but for the then, and then, And for reasons you'll know, it has to end. Reasons you'll learn, I should say. But then the next one, which is actually a spoiler, the name of the next one is The New Pope. The John Malkovich, so, which is, you know, I think you've said. Yes. Which is more... So are, do these two happen in the same universe? Well, one might guess that one precedes the other. If the first series is called The Young Pope and the next series is called The New Pope, one might surmise that something might have happened to The Young Pope. Okay, but so there, there is, because they're listed as two completely different series, but well, it's, it's important to see The Young One. No, it's actually, what you just said is true about True Detective, which is, which is very distinct stories that are not necessarily related Correct. other than the fact that it comes, it's a true detective story. This isn't the case. Yeah, but these this are two different same, series. This is not the same, by, this is not another season. It's the second season. It's not renamed like that as the me. new Pope. It's the second season with a new name called the new Pope. It's in the same location. It has some of the same characters. Well, of course it's in the same fucking location. It's the fucking Vatican. No, 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 no. Not just it's the so, It's the same universe. The that was my question. It's the same universe. The, the, the universe is a bit broad. The, it's. But that's it's, the way we talk about like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where the, there, there exists a guy named Thor and also a guy named Iron Man, and they are oh, in the same universe. they're all the same universe. Whereas, so they can uh, all get together. Or things that happened in one movie are referenced Built in off. another movie. Yes, yes, so, okay. Yes. In that case, so it's in the same universe, but it's also... Any uh, common actors? Common characters? Yes. Okay, well, in that case, yes. In that case, yes. The answer is yes. Okay. Well, that's so, what I, that's what I, that was what I was more emphatic about it. When I said location, it's not just in the Vatican. It's in the Secretary of State's dwelling. It's in the right, nuns, right. In, the, in the nunnery. It's in the. It's where he grew up. It's and it's a new space too. But the second season, or the re, reconsidered season two, right. might be one way to say, is even more character driven. Nice. I look and forward to consuming it all because keep, you were very correct. Because you said one time, you said, "Knowing you, you're going to love this," and you were not wrong. So let me ask you this. You've seen how many? Three? Three, I think, yeah. Have they started the introduction yet? Did they wait for a couple of episodes before they start doing this wild guitar music intro? 
That, that was as, yeah, that was after this like two episodes. Yeah, where after the, two, so it was beginning at episode three. And the guitar song you know is. Did you ever consider why? And I didn't think about why. I recognized what the song is. Yeah, but do you recognize though that the first two episodes had no yes. credits at the beginning at all? Had no. They right. just started showing the episode. So that stuff, that intro, only makes sense after you've seen the second episode. If that was shown for the first episode, yeah, it wouldn't would. have made any sense. Right. It was too weird for that. But by the time you get to the, the finish of the second episode, when you see the third one, you say, holy shit, this is going to keep getting better. Yes, exactly. Yes. It's, it very much, that was my exact reaction of, holy shit, this is going to keep getting better. It's, it really pulls you along on that path. And Well, and the writer, the Italian writer, as you'll see in future episodes, I won't give any spoilers here, but his increasing immersion into the Catholic symbols and culture and liturgy becomes reprehensible. And nice. such that any, any true Catholic would say this series is a mortal sin. Right. Great. That's right up my alley. I know quite a bit about those, probably not everything about the Catholic symbolism, but I guarantee you I know more about it than the average person that's going to my local church here in Catholic Spain, because I've read more about it and stuff. There you go. So I get this weekly, maybe, email from my local HBO provider telling me, hey, these are the best series uh, going on right now. And sometimes I learn stuff mostly it's stuff i've already seen or know or yeah or know that i don't like but there's one that keeps coming up that seems like the perfect seems like something that i would love i think i maybe tried to watch the first episode but i can't recall very much if i did there's there's this spanish it, again it like uh, 30 coins there's this spanish show called the ministry of time and the concept is there's this government agency that is capable of time travel and it can go back in time from the trailer. It looks like they do. They focus a lot on world war two and Hitler and Nazi crap, but to try to change history. Yeah. The idea is uh, they can go to times where they know something bad happened and try and prevent it, which so is a, a travel thing. Would you be able to kill Hitler as a baby? This is such a wonderful philosophical question that that's i've read several books that talk about like free will and what that could mean and would you and the age-old question is that exactly is that exact one would you go and kill hitler as a baby because as a baby he's innocent right yes and would you so would you kill an innocent baby knowing that they it would be you would the, the, i think my answer would be i'd be so f- full of doubt Yes. But I would not. Exactly. That is exactly where I land. It would be, I might go kidnap baby Hitler and bring him up myself in my own household, but you can't would go, be, you know, would one of, Is one of the first things you would do is to use the black magic marker and draw a little mustache on the baby. To fuck yes, you. I would. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's the first thing. Even though the baby would constantly smell the odor of magic marker. Hey. Uh, which. Maybe that's what actually caused him to be such a such a yes that's exactly right. because his parents that drew that little thing right so you you kidnap the baby hitler and then come to find out years later that the reason he is the way he is is because of you because you're drawing all this you're putting all those markers under his nose oh, no. yeah so anyway that it, it seems like an interesting series i might there was another one in english that i tried watching it was like time something or others With randy quaid no there's a tv show maybe it was where they went back. It was an American one where they went back to, like, I think the first episode was they went back to prevent the assassination of Lincoln, Abraham Lincoln. And it was, I don't know. It, it was, did you see good. Daniel Day Lewis's Lincoln? It did. Yes. It was very Lincoln. How about Sally Fields rendition of his wife? I don't have a solid memory of that, but I recall oh. that she was, I, I do only because I clicked on it 
when I was channel surfing the other day. And that is another example of a definite stop along any channel surfing trip. I will watch it for about 15 minutes, no matter where it is. And I had not remembered until I saw it who played, who was the senator he played? Oh, shit. I'm forgetting the actor's name, too. We should move on. <laughs> okay. I did want to do a brief callback to the young Pope and James Crom- Cromwell's acting. It's wow. just fantastic. I, for some reason, I, I thought I had seen his obituary, but he seems to be alive still. And you would call him, I guess you, you saw the, I think you've seen the series Six Feet Under, or if we just talked about it. I've seen, I've seen some episodes of it, but he's, I he's an ongoing character in there in, in doing some acting that equals other stuff he's done. Right. It's, it's, and where the character goes and he devolves into madness, actually. Oh, I love Devolution into Madness. Yeah. See, uh, Here we are with episode 99. That's his devolution oh, into madness. 99. What are you doing next week? I have an assignment. You do? I do. I may be struck by a moon. You, food, you feed any more of my dinner to your dog, old man, and I'll kick you till you're dead. I That reference will make total sense to me next week. <laughs> it hasn't the first hundred times you heard it. <laughs> well, in so, of itself, it's a good thing to say. To, <laughs> When you're out eating and stuff. You take another French fry off my plate, kid, and I'll kick you till you're dead. That's enough to I've said that many times, yes. Stupid kids taking my food. Shit. So another link that you sent me is that your city has been ranked the number one coolest place because you're all such cool dogs in the U.S. with the lowest cost of living. First of all, this headline, it's, is it the coolest place or is it the coolest place with the lowest cost of living? Because those are different states. It's actually, it's different. It's the coolest place largely because of the cost of living. The criterion of cost of living is one of the primary drivers as to whether you're a cool city or not to mention all the other things that you would expect. It's one of the reasons that San Francisco, for example, wouldn't ever come up as one of the cool cities. No. Even though it, it's, it's a really cool city, right. it's, it doesn't meet the affordability test. Yes. So I'm always skeptical of these lists because to me it feels a lot like we can – it feels a lot like um, SEO, search engine optimization – it feels if my organization can put out a listing that ranks these cities by whatever we decide to rank them by, the people in those cities are going to share the shit out of our article or our publishing or our finding. Here's a test. Here's a test of your cynicism. Google how many places have been named the coolest city in the past 12 months. And you're likely to find that there's been a dozen. And very likely by the same company that put out this one. Exactly, exactly. I think it's very much a pay-to-play. I think Kalamazoo may have helped sponsor this in some way. Look, all I'm saying is that every time they put out one of those Sexiest Men Alive listings, the Hollywood actors can always outbid me. They they always have a little bit more money that they can offer to the list. So so often nominated, nominated, but never named. Exactly. Well, and nominated is like self-nomination because it's like... Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Yes. That's my, that's my eternal damnation. You should, you should translate that to Latin and put it on a plaque behind your bed. Exactly. That, would, that would be so good. <laughs> right? Yeah. Often nominated, never named. Exactly. Bend to the dance. Bend to the dance. Bend to the dance, but never been kissed. See, these just exactly. See, I could have a, a whole collection of these that I in the Camino, but never leave the garage. <laughs> That's uh, mm, colorful. <laughs> we will say. I learned today. You might find this interesting. You've seen the movie uh, two thousand one Space Odyssey. Yes, Hal. Why are you asking me? Exactly. Uh, it turns out that the reason what we're doing is called a podcast is directly related to that movie. I did not know that. Open the pod bay doors. 
Do you remember the open the pot bay doors line? The of course I remember. I have circuitry that is possible to remember everything that's ever been stated. Exactly. What's your next question, Hal? No, Dave. Good, Dave. I'm Dave. You're you're Hal. Who? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm in the mirror. The robot. <laughs> and do you know where they got the name Hal from? HAL. It's an acronym. It's a background. It's not a backronym either. It's what you get if you take IBM and you roll one letter backwards. I goes to what? H, B goes to A, M goes to L. The letter before the letters of IBM is H-A-L. Oh. Isn't that wild? What the fuck? Yeah. But HAL in the movie is an acronym. They put an acronym to it. They force an acronym yeah. but, out of it. Yeah. But anyway, apparently the pods in in 2001 were the inspiration for Steve Jobs to name the iPod, which is why podcasts are called podcasts is because they were, they were originally available on iPods and they were like, these are broadcasts. The iPod was the name before the iPad. iPod, yes. iPod was the MP3 player that Apple came out with. I remember in the year 2000, it was really obvious to me that very soon, the all the devices that I was carrying on me, my camera, my phone, and my music player were all going to merge into one device. That was so obvious that was going to happen because MP3s were already a thing, but there weren't any devices that could play, they could just, you could store MP3s on. And Apple came out with the iPod, which was basically a hard drive with a little screen on it. I owned the very first one, I believe, and it was really oh. hard to get your music onto the thing because you had to connect to the computer and then select the MP3 files and then copy them over and then wait 45 minutes while they copied over. But then you had this thing where you could go and select any song at any moment and press play, and it was a big fucking brick of a device. I'm sure I have it around here somewhere. And it was game-changing. And at that around, like soon after that became a thing, people realized that, oh, we could take our... NPR program that we release and create an MP3 of that and then put it in some sort of a format where something could go and fetch it like with an RSS, which is the way podcasts work. It's called really simple syndication, I believe it is it's called. And the what evolved into podcasting came from the existence of the iPod, which came from the name of that thing in that movie, which is wild. Yeah, That's man. That's interesting, Dave. I did not know that. Yes. Close the pod bait doors. Hal, it's you're letting open all the them, you're letting all the heat open out. Them. <laughs> open them. I'm sorry, Dave. I can't do that. Close the refrigerator door, Hal. Now that was the beginning of that movie was one of those iconic events. The most that, iconic, yes. You know that, and then the, the monolith. Yep. And the apes. It's un, and, unrivaled. Nothing has come and, close. And, to and what the fuck? Yeah, you did it, and then just the silence. There's so much silence in that, in that, in that, in that movie. Going in space. The 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 words per minute of that movie must be, like, after the silent movie era, obviously. Duh. Not. Uh, I don't think you mean per minute. I think you mean the number of minutes with no average. words. The it's average number of words per minute is the lowest. Yes, that's what I was. Yes, words per minute. That's what I was. Uh, obviously, average was what was meant. Word per minute at some point is zero, and then later in the show is typical because there's conversation so i don't think it's that's the, i don't think that's the piece of data that you're trying to describe but anyway throw it up on the whiteboard next week and we'll, we'll tear into it a little bit all right you mentioned let's let's first go to a to a darker place uh yesterday i guess our beloved superstar tiger woods yes. was apparently driving from what i read in the last news article that i saw was apparently driving faster than he should have been at seven in the morning around curvy roads and lost and crossed a couple lanes and hit a barrier and then flipped his SUV and was apparently totally conscious when the, when the help arrived, I assume the help arrived because his SUV is smart and said, there's, there's a crash. I'm going to no, go. The neighbor called the crash. He rolled in front of a neighbor's house in front of a, a man's house overlooking the spot right. and they heard the crash they went on the porch and they called 911 and said, we think there's a man in there. Huh. And uh, and just FYI, the, it was a left-handed downhill curve in a 45-mile-an-hour zone 
where one officer from the county sheriff's office said that it's not unusual to clock people doing 80 miles an hour on that road. And when they turn the curve, they're suddenly faced with not any more of a four lane road, but now it's two, it's a four lane road with a median between it, a concrete Eesh. median that has a sign on two big posts that says, welcome to Los Verdes or whatever it is. And then a little while later, there's another sign. He went from the lane he was in, didn't make the curve, hit the median, which catapulted, boom, catapulted his van in the centrifugal direction of the speed of which he was going. And so the 80 mile an hour van become an 80 hour a mile, three ton, two ton fucking missile rolling end over end, hit a tree that was eight inches around and sheared it right off and kept on rolling until it stopped. And he wondered why he couldn't stand, why he couldn't walk, because he did not know, being in shock, no pain, that he was that injured. Why can't I walk? And apparently he was totally conscious, uh, but was trapped, and so they had to cut him out or whatever. They used a, they used an axe and a crowbar. It was widely reported that they used the jaws of life. It was, it was false. It was. It was false. That's not true. So they did not use that. They used an axe and a crowbar, which is always interesting. Like the first information that you hear about a breaking news story is so often false, but it has this effect of being. It's it's like the it's like the anchoring effect in with psychology yeah. of numbers like it, it gets its hook into your brain and it gets its own life and, and then and then later you if, if you try and remember that you forget that the initial story was, was wrong remember the initial story it was initially reported MSNBC was to car accident right and the reporter said you're saying it's a car accident but when we pan our camera away we don't see another vehicle right and since this happened a couple of hours ago where is the other vehicle yeah. and there was this long pause. Oh my God! Was it a long? I long? think I think I saw that clip. Yeah. And the other, did you see the asshole from Golf Channel say that if you saw what I just described, you saw this where he opened up by saying that this was first was we need to face it. Tiger Woods is like the Beatles. Everywhere he goes, everything he does, everybody's looking for something from him. And uh-huh. it was so this it was so distant from what anybody would say uh, would think or care about and, and of course the premise is wait a minute he's not like the beatles at all and if, even along the regard of what you're saying what, why are you saying that everybody wants something from him he's also adored and beloved yeah less less beloved perhaps than some and so it was just a really stupid and i think that ari melber from msnbc regretted having him on i don't think he turned him much for anything else they finally got a dude on who a black a sports writer who new tiger and did a thorough a very reasonable job of talking about things in a way that this other guy was just fucking terrible but yeah so i saw that initial news bulletin just before going to bed last night and i woke up this morning and i definitely said when as, as i turned on my phone please let tiger be okay yeah. i i want the next news thing about him to be yeah. that he's okay apparently well, his shattered ankle his right leg his right ankle is shattered they did reconstructive surgery his uh femur and his tibber are both, they called it, I believe it was a lacerated break, which meant that the bone broke and came through the skin. Ouch. And in order to stop anything else from breaking, one of the things they did in surgery was insert a metal rod to basically support or replace the existing bone. I've had a broken leg, relatively minor compared to this. And I've also had a shattered ankle where I broke Maybe. every bone in my ankle, every bone. The only thing I did not break was my Achilles tendon. That did not break. If that would have snapped, then I would have been fucked. So just the ankle took me almost a year to recover. And I often wished that I had simply broken my leg. Right. So he's... They say that being super muscular and fit make you a lot less susceptible to these sort of crash injuries. If your neck muscles are super strong and someone hits you hits you from behind, you're less likely to have serious whiplash than if you are a computer doofus like I am. It's going to be a long year for him. Yeah. If he plays at all this year, I would be surprised. But He won't play this year. So He, he, isn't, playing, he isn't playing in 2020. No right. way. 2021. He, or 2021, I should say. He, I don't know. 
Hogan, apparently, and later in his career, suffered a collision with a drunk driver. Yes. And had serious leg surgery, which greatly diminished his capability, though he continued to win. Seems possible. Well, nobody's ever going to underestimate Tiger Woods again. Right. Anybody who did the first time, which I did not, but anybody who did was would be was surprised. And they'll never do it again. The thing about it is there's got to be a will there. And while he's got an indomitable spirit, at some point, does it become clear that your goals are much less than playing golf? Right. Much not less, but much different. They right. don't include playing golf. Right. They include being able to walk without limping. Right. I limped for uh, three or four months afterwards. It took a lot of work to get rid of that limp. But yeah, it's, it's like, what the fuck, man? And did you see the interview that he did the day before? I did. Because I'm watching the oh. Golf Channel all the time. It was at the most current championship, which one that they had to call off because of the wind, where the golf balls would land on the green, and a gust of wind would come and blow them right off the green. Yeah. There's this uh, video of a caddy pointing to a ball that starts to move, and the ball picks up such speed that the caddy bursts out laughing, <laughs> and laughing at the camera, pointing at the ball, and laughing. And then they called it off, and then they came back. But he was interviewed. And he doesn't do this. Put on a set of headphones, right. and uh, Nance interviewed him. And said to him, are you going to play? Are you going to be are you looking forward to the Masters? And he said, I got to get there first. I only have one back and there's not a lot of wiggle room here. So how, in, spite how every, in spite of everything that we've talked about here and his new injuries, the real question, one of the questions is, of course, so what did this do to his back? He was sitting upright and he was in his seatbelt, which right. saved his life, according to some, and the airbags deployed which would all lead you to believe that at least his upper body, which wasn't crushed. My guess is that when that, the position of the vehicle, when it hit that tree was that it was on its side and it hit the bottom. It was on its side, but it was rolling forward. So the tree hit the engine and everything behind it crushed into the, where, where, your legs where the feet are. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah. You got to protect from your hips up to your head is the uh, important part to protect. Uh, so there was there was something else that I sent you. You mentioned before we started recording that you wanted to talk about Patch Adams. Do you remember anything about that? Patch Adams. That's the Robin Williams. Oh movie. yeah, yeah, I know that. I'm trying to remember what 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 pointedly. Oh, when he admits himself to the to the mental hospital because he, he tried to commit suicide in, in very early in the show. He is introduced to one of the characters who's catatonic and who is frozen with his arm up in the air. And there's a scene in group therapy where Robin Williams, who is starting to just feel the place is pretty absurd. And he's in a circle with a bunch of folks like him who are there with varying degrees of mental health problems. And he says to the doctor who he doesn't like, because the doctor doesn't pay any attention to him really. He says, I think the guy's name was Rudy or something like that. And he says, uh, doctor, I think Rudy has a question. <laughs> Because his arm is stuck up. Because you were raising your arm up and down, yes. Because of my vaccine. But anyway, there's a hilarious scene where all the guys there start to ask him questions. Who farted? <laughs> is one of them that drives everybody into antics. And the, the yes. doctor, of course, gets up and walks away. But I, just, an, uh, I watched that whole movie for the, probably the fourth time last week. That's an interesting parallel to his movie Awakenings. It's Yes, actually. And I remember watching that movie. I saw that movie when I was so young that I did not know like it, at some point when you're a kid you realize that oh that character I saw in this movie is also in this other movie playing a different character they are actually actors playing this and oh, I, oh, oh. I remember seeing Awakenings before I had any idea who Robin Williams or Bobby De Niro were and just thinking that this was a movie about it's about Oliver Sacks of course who I have since grown to appreciate and mourn his death recently. I've, I've read a couple of his books, but that movie Awakenings was just, it, it explored a part of, and, and imagine the book uh, before, beforehand, it explored a part of humanity and empathy and questioning of what is it, like, like we talked about before, empathy. What is it like to be that person? And if that person is stuck in a way that they can't move, you have so little information and then to be able to administer this drug where they are then able to talk and able to say, look, 
I have heard every single book that my daughter has come to read to me over the past 25 years is just like, yeah, blows your, blows your, Blow your mind. mind. And Blow your mind. Anyway, that's, that's what it's the whole notion of our brains and our bodies and what we're clear that we're capable of doing, but more relevant to this conversation is we're not at all clear about what we could be doing. We're not at all clear about what would happen if we ended up using the 90% of our brain that we don't use, or well, if, or in your case, kind of bullshit. 97% of your brain that you otherwise don't use, but even brought on a broader scale, what would happen if everybody was using their brain to that degree, what would happen to the, the, the catapulting of new knowledge and new uh, concepts and inventions and discoveries as a result of a bunch of people being able to use more of the words. That was uh, the subject of the movie with John Travolta was in uh, that we've talked about. With the star and the... Yeah, with Robert Robert Duvall played Doc, the Doc. Eric Clapton soundtrack. Yeah, that one. Yes, that, that whole thing about 10% of the brain has long, long, long been debunked by oh, scientists. In what way? That we can now use neural imaging and see exactly what parts of the brain are being used for what. And, and it's more than 10%. Which, of course. It's, but do you, do you think the rest of it is just there as like counterweight for for your neck? No. I don't know, man. It's all it's, it's, it's all being used. But I've I don't been, know, man. That's the problem with my brain. It's I like too heavy, man. This idea is too heavy. It's counterweight. Weight to what? Counterweight to the thick skull I have above my eyes? <laughs> Something to balance out your fat ass. I don't know. No, but I've been reading about the brain hemispheres and what we know that they do. And the crazy ass split brain, like when you take a patient and you cut their corpus callosum and their two hemispheres can no longer talk to each other, the crazy shit that you can then observe of their behavior where... Uh, do they do that for fun or they cut, they no, cut the a, brain in half and say, hey man, watch this. It's hey a, Charlie, come here. I want to show you something. It's a treatment for epilepsy, a very successful treatment. But what they can observe in these patients that have had that happen is... The like sometimes the left hand that is controlled by the right hemisphere will go and pick up an article of clothing out of the closet, and the other hand will go and and stop stop the other hand and go put it back. And there's clearly two people in there uh. when they can't when they can't talk together. And apparently, most of the clever ideas and creativity and everything that makes us great is in is in the right hemisphere and the left hemisphere has been focused on talking and making up stories. And apparently the left hemisphere is capable of such bullshitting that, and that it will honestly believe see he who should not be named where if you, if you show something only to the right, to the right hemisphere and have them draw something with their, I guess with their left hand, the left hemisphere will just make up, just totally confabulate a story about why they did that or why they answered that way. Or it's super interesting that it seems like there are at least two people inside all of us, which is just like what? At least two. At least two. Well, there's a, that's a, an off storyline for for a bunch of different movies, Marvel movies, Marvel comic books. Or, well, true psychological story. Sylvia, remember Sylvia? No. Who had 13 distinct personalities. Multiple personality disorder has been a trope on TV for sure. I remember that. I don't know. It's as a narrative device. What did we say last episode? A narrative tool? The idea of having a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde character or a Incredible Hulk or whatever. That's the basically yeah. the same thing. Are most of the superheroes transformed? I no, Maybe not most I don't, of them. I am not a superhero expert, but I don't think so. Well. Oh, I meant to tell you about Kalamazoo to completely change the subject one quick second because I'm looking outside. We had a 51 degree temperature shift. Oh, baby. In a week from minus nine, uh, nine, nine below zero to 46. The, the, the episode title for last episode was uh, Nine is Mine. <laughs> because, nine is Mine Degrees. <laughs> nine is Mine. Because you were just happy hour. Um, it was, yeah. <laughs> it we, was happy hour. I was today, I was outside on our balcony of our second apartment working in short sleeves because it was oh. 70 degrees. Oh, really? 
Yes. Nice. It's going to it's going to fall again, but it, we had a nice. particularly lovely just gorgeous sunny day and I was like well, I, I, I got to tell you as we wind up here because I've got I've got to go it's a bit it's a bit pensive this evening due to the due to my my vaccine but I will also I would call it will tell you and point it however you want to say it, is a, a toast to my cousin Danny who passed away Fuck. after a, a long illness not covid but another illness and Rest when I read Danny. the obituary about him I realized how how little I really knew of him here's to Danny I'm sorry to hear that uh, that was what it is. It is what it is. No note. Yeah, these are difficult times, bro. It is, man. It is. We difficult times. People fucking die and shit. It's fucking. Apparently, my parents were able to have like a dinner party last oh. night with, uh, with in fact. All the people that were there at our dinner party last year when you were there. Oh, except uh, for us. All, yeah, except for us. They apparently all they didn't are, ask us to join virtually. They're all vaccinated. Root of them. I called in briefly, but not for long. And apparently, if everyone is totally vaccinated, it's okay to get together. So, yeah, makes science breaking sense. the ice, so to speak. Oh, I sent you all of the pictures of the. Tell me about. The, tell me about how your shed, the shed that we have heard, twelve episodes about. Just nonstop shed shed talk. Dry as a bone. This is the, the the happy hour shed cast. We were for a while there. Dry as a bone. Dry as a bone. Dry as a bone. But the snow, because it hit forties, high forties for two days straight, the snow shrinks as it melts. It just gets lower and more compact <laughs> as it starts to melt, and it's a shadow of what it was. But there was thunking all over town. Thunk boom. Thunk boom. Thunking. Thunk. Boom, boom, boom. The huge icicles all over town that I sent you pictures of, I've all dropped off. Nice. Including the one that I didn't send you a picture of that I had on the corner of my house that I had to climb out my bedroom window, climb out onto the roof of the porch, which had two feet of snow on it. Why is there not footage of this? This is... Oh, God, it was all I could do. Out there with a broom so that I could poke and break the icicle from the bottom up, bam, 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 get to the top, thunk, thunk, and hope to God that when it fell, right, that yes. it didn't turn strangely and smash into the wall of the house through a window. It's a chunk of ice that weighs 60, 75 pounds. Whoa. It's hard to lift an, it up. An icicle that yeah. weighs 75 pounds? Bigger than you. Taller than you, bigger around than you, and I've seen them that way twice as much as you so that when they fall off in my one house i think one fell off i think i'm more transparent landed on the roof put a hole in the roof bounced off the roof and landed on the hood of my daughter's car and caused two twenty one hundred dollars worth of damage fucking hey after it had bounced off the roof put a hole in the roof winter's scary man if i had happened to be walking by at that moment don't oh no dead now that's a good place to end the webcast. That's a that's a higher note than what we just had. Smashed his brains out from an icicle man, fell off his house and opened his head up like a fucking watermelon. Dennis was not killed this winter yet by an icicle. I think we've I think we've seen the worst of the winter. But how many times have I said that? Tell me about it. I think we've seen the worst of the winter. How many times have I said that? Yeah. Spring is coming. Spring soon will be sprung. Hey, we were having Christmas on Friday. Hey, Merry Christmas. Everybody's been vaccinated. Sweet. Yeah, so we're having Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. My, my wife finally said, I'm going to take the goddamn Christmas tree down. <laughs> I said, all right. We're either we're having Christmas this, this weekend or we're taking the fucking tree down with no Christmas. Right. What is it? I'm still playing Christmas blues music. B.B. King's got a great Christmas blues album that I listen to every year. I've learned a lot of pieces of it. Uh, we could play it. We're always together when it's never Christmas. Or we sh I should say we're never together when it's becoming Christmas. We're never together when it's tra traditionally Christmas. When, it, when it's appropriate, when you would think you'd be singing Christmas carols. But, but hey, man. Or not Christmas carols. A Christmas blues tune yeah. in this case. Well, when I'm with you, it feels like Christmas. Wow. Well, a big fucking white beard. Well, it, 
from the uh, vaccine center of the world, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yeah, baby. Coolest town in the world. My wife and, and her sister are getting vaccinated now. This means that 100% of my immediate family and their spouses have been inoculated. Nice. It's a big deal. It's huge. It's a big deal. I am- We're in Kalamazoo where Pfizer is, where Joe Biden was just here a couple of days ago. Yeah. He was going to be on the podcast, but uh, he had to, I know. He had to he, go. He, he felt bad about it. Yeah. He really did. I love you, man. Good night, my friend. See you. Peace later. Peace. That does it for episode number 99. You can find the show notes at happyhour.fm slash 099. If you'd like to help us out, you can go to patreon.com slash happyhour. That would be awesome. Next week is the 100th episode spectacular with Moonstruck Talk all for the whole hour, I imagine, we're going to have to talk about this movie that Dennis thinks is so awesome. We'll see. And we'll see you next week.